0: I feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come
1: in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it.
0: From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the Farm System. Fellas, fellas, fellas and the ladies, welcome back to another episode of the farm. We're sitting down with my boy Cody Martin. We sir, know, yes, sir. He got that dog, in
1: him. Uh, that, that, yeah, that dog. dog yeah, yeah, he got that dog in him. Dollar fitty.
0: Um <laughs> I know what a classic. Um so we got some things we talk we talking. We talking baseball today. You know what I'm saying? We getting it into that in. hitting today. We talking about hitting today. So what do you got for us, Cody? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? What mm-hmm. are we packing?
1: Yeah, so So, I think a couple topics that have been like off the top of my mind is one, just uh, seasonally. Two, uh, I mean, season's around the corner, right? So, just like a super uh, timely one, I think. For pros and for... uh, Yeah, you got pros getting ready to start spring training, Uh, colleges. I know, uh, you know, this weekend mm -hmm. is... Uh, a lot of colleges first weekend, yep. Um. you know, this will be shot and, you know, put yep. out a little bit later, but, yep. Uh. you know, relatively recent and then high schools are starting to ramp up here locally. I know, you know, some of the Northern states got a little bit of time, but still, you know, good to get this information out to them for sure before they get there. And then also too uh, with that is like, it also brings a sense of urgency that a lot of athletes did not have mm. this whole off season. Yeah. Um, and so we start seeing uh, here in-house as, you know, people starting to come in um, seasoned a month away. And then they're like, I want to do this. It's like, well, you know, there <laughs> was three months of an off season. Yeah. And so, you, you get, know, talk, get, about, talk about that process. And, you know, like, what does that look like uh, from uh, a private training perspective of like, hey, your season starts in a month or, hey, they did come in four or five months ago, and it was more of a longer process and what that looks like. And so, uh, you know, and how that can affect uh, the athlete or the hitter's, you know, process in general, too, and how they look at the start of the season. And um, so those are a couple of really big topics that have been on my mind um, recently, just uh, here, um, you know, last couple of weeks. And so uh, really the first thing that uh, I would like to kind of dive into is is that second one I brought up. Uh, because I think it kind of goes hand in hand, like you mentioned, is uh, you know, when it comes to training hitters the i think I think something that I've learned in the private space the last couple years is the context in which the athlete's coming to you for, and uh, what I mean by that is, you know, hey, spring training's in a month, like are you, and now you're looking for an overhaul or hey, my season's in two weeks. Now you're looking for, like, the overhaul, if there is to be an overhaul, probably should have been started a while ago. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for me, the awareness of being like, hey, if this is gonna, like, if season's right around the corner, I I can't take you apart, right? just there's just too much that could go wrong like your timing your vision is going to change then too you don't have a routine built up and a process in place uh, that when things do go wrong you can get yourself back to center like there's just a lot that goes into that and so uh, understanding the context of like how often are you doing the work how often do I get to be with you Um, and you know what that looks like and so uh, I know too I have a little bit different experience with you in-house, but I think to uh, that experience yourself where like you can give that information out to people uh, in a sense of like, what does that process look like for you personally when it comes to hitters coming to you based on what time of the year and uh, like when you decide, okay, it's okay for me to do a little bit deeper dive, some taking apart to put back together, an overhaul, or do I kind of work with like the analogy i'm sure a lot of people have heard you say is like do i just how do i drive the car that i have today better right and just bring awareness to that or can i take some parts out of the car and actually replace them and fix them and, and you know zoop them up you know and so kind of like that process what that looks like for you um you know we we'll just preface that's going to be a long answer so everybody get ready
0: because uh, i know you got some information to go in with that so <laughs> yeah so a lot of different things to take into consideration of context uh that we need to know when we're just coaching and like again if i don't have time to take home to empty apart and put it back together again it's like again for example you got a race on saturday and you know that the job and like let's say it's thursday right it's thursday race is on saturday you get nascar and you're like man this is like a you know, a six-day rebuild, right? Or I got to wait for these parts to come in or, you know, all these things are going to take time to develop. You know, again, obviously with the body, we can't just like, you know, obviously you can have some surgeries replace replacing ligament or something like that, right? Something wild. Uh, but when we're talking about specifically... Uh, you know, like the human body, if we know that something's going to take time to develop and that's why it's so important to know how long something might take to develop, not only just being able to put it into the cage swing, right, but we want it to show up obviously um, when they are actually playing and being on the field. So because of that, um, we got to be very mindful of how long it takes to get a skill autonomous, which is going to be obviously, again, you've done this your whole life. And all of a sudden you want to go out, like you said, in a month from now and move completely different than you moved your entire life is more than likely that's not going to happen. And so we're very mindful of that as, um, when we're coaching with guys is like, we don't do a full rebuild with everybody. And also too, like we even do that when, like you talked about even more like seasonally, right? Like someone might be in the middle of the season. It's like, you know, the, we're probably not doing a major overhaul, like, and With that being said, obviously people can go to the extent of being like, oh, it's season. We're just going to drive the car we have for the whole season. And like, we're not going to make any adjustments to the car the whole year. It's like, no, of course we're going to make adjustments to it as well. Like there needs to be adjustments. Your body is going to change Mm -hmm. throughout the year. What worked for you at the beginning might not work for you middle or towards the end or um you know again you are traveling you are eating different you are sleeping different you do need different recovery you are have different classes at different times of the year right you do have finals you do have these other things uh, that are going to come into the mix you know definitely during playoff times and things like that as well you are sh- you are going to get beat up a little bit more because you are playing at 100 percent, and the games do matter and like you know again like everything's full go right so um, and then injuries happen throughout the year, right? Like, uh, we were just talking about this the other day with like one of our players. It's like, you know, their, their foot gets stepped on and like all of a sudden now they're doing with that and oh man, they got some right knee pain or, uh, you know, they're, they're it's their back or something or something like that, that they hurt when they had it ran into a collision with like one of their outfielders or something, right? Like things like that happen a lot. And so keeping that in mind, um, keeping that in mind and like us being mindful uh, like where we are in the year, in the context of where the player is, and also too, like the mentality of the player, right? Or like just like how secure they are in making changes. Are we changing them back towards something they used to do? Like maybe it was a toe tap or something, or they used to do previously, um, you know? Or are we doing something that they've never done in their entire life, right? And just because they've never done it in their life doesn't mean they won't catch on to it quick. Like it might be something that's amazing for them, right? So we're we're keeping all that in context, and then also too, before we apply anything. Uh, before we apply anything like you know it, uh, we can do training with it first right we can do it in training and kind of use it like a drill and then like okay if this really works then like, we might bring it into game and like sometimes mm. we might not but i think that you know just in general from the get go is like some of that context um is really important and then also to you know again I'm, code like you're having a lot of younger uh, athletes here as well when like they're going in like again like when i talk about that like maturity with like understanding like how they move or you know what's going on you know with what like their mentality at that that age group too is also a lot different like high school is a different realm mm-hmm. uh, compared to some other levels um so again also maybe something for you to touch on there just like developing the mind of a more novice hitter
1: yeah yeah i think i think too so so kind of my thought and where where my head was at is like uh again like i mentioned i'm a different position where like i could just walk across the hallway and just ask you if i have a question and so but i think this is a a really common thing that people struggle with whether they know it or not is uh they see what they see and they want to fix what they want to fix but also too there's sometimes that i've had to learn like yeah i see that this is a problem but the, the bigger problem is you play tomorrow and i know now that for us to actually fix what i truly want to fix I can't do that by tomorrow, right? Yep. And so I, I just think that's a that's an interesting topic. And then like uh, you and Steve did that video on like sometimes it's a physical makeup thing, right? Like mm-hmm. the structure, structure. Yeah. right? Just Hardware actually problem. doesn't allow you to do visually what you're trying to get to happen, right? But there's still, you know, forces at play. But, you know, like when it comes to that, I think something that's, you know, to keep it like, a little bit lower level not to get like super into all the different sciences which this still does but in a more general public way is like a lot of these these high school guys um that i've been working with and girls is honestly just having the real talk uh with them of of like hey do you really think and a lot of them pitch too or have experience pitching and i was like how many times in a game do you miss your spot and they're like a lot all the time i'm like okay so like is, is the pitcher really painting all the time and beating you? Or like, you know, what's what's the deal here? Like, like you, you're you giving too much credit to the pitcher. And like, one of the big talks I've had with a lot of the high school guys is like, you're moving good enough to hit at the level you're playing at. Like, are mm-hmm. you moving good enough to hit Verlander right now? Like, no, no. <laughs> like, for mm-hmm. sure not. But like, you know, like you're going to go see 80 to 85. And like, you're moving more than good enough to go hit that. Like, sometimes too... Uh, Especially with the uh, how much information there is now, I think everybody's seeking this next big unlock, and it's like you don't need an unlock to hit at the level you're at. You're actually moving good enough to hit at the level you're at. There's there's Mm. more like you're missing a whole aspect, which is what's my game plan? What am I hunting? What am I expecting? Right? Like uh, like we were talking about like uh, like the car. Like okay, maybe my car just doesn't do that. So stop trying to do that. Yeah. You
0: know, like I'm, I'm not. Yeah, a, like this isn't a Ferrari. Yeah, and this that's is, okay. This is a Toyota Corolla. The yeah. Toyota Corolla is still capable of driving down the street. 100%. Is it? Is it? Is it? Capable of? You know, is it capable of running a NASCAR race? Like no. Oh. But I'm also not competing against other NASCARs. Yeah. And also too, the again, there's a lot. Again, there's a lot of other people that are driving a Toyota around mm-hmm. here and they're doing, They're again, they're getting the work. They're doing other things. Like it's not capable of doing everything, but at the same time, it's definitely capable of doing more than like, I always tell the hitters all the time. It's like, yo, if I can take my brain, put it in your body, I can hit at your level. Yeah. Like the problem is, is like, again, it's not that like with your swing and how you're moving, right? It's like, again, just like, having the other part of, like, being a hitter and knowing, like, what you need to do and, like, what you can do and angles you can create to get jobs done. And, um, and also, too, again, the same just because you can't hit a ball 450 doesn't mean you can't hit a single. Yeah. Like, they're different. They're, they're completely different skills. Mm-hmm. And not completely different skills, but, like, again, like, I need a different, I don't need a NASCAR to do, like, again, you don't need to be an elite athlete to hit a single off mm. high school pitching.
1: You just yeah. don't. No, hundred percent, and like this, this always would stick with me. Is like, you know, there's a point in time where I'm sure a lot of, specifically like high school to college to males, college age males, have probably gotten stronger than their dads or you know people that are older than them like male figures in their life some dad's like nah, hell no right but but what i would argue is like a lot of those dads could probably still beat them in a fight because of the wisdom of their strength and their awareness of how to use some of that strength Mm. to a certain extent right and so like and i was using that how to leverage your body yeah i was using that as like an example with hitting like i haven't really been hitting i'm like i'm Weaker than I uh, was when I played, right? Mm-hmm. Weaker than some of these like high school guys that come in here built like grown men. You know, like mm-hmm. these guys are two fifteen at sixteen. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah. but I can hit the ball harder than you right now because I know how to use my body differently. Like everything, yeah, my, my my brain yeah. in your body, I could hit right. Yeah, and so like touching uh, touching on some of that too is like just a sense of confidence and like belief in themselves because because I, I also think too. Now there's so it's so easy to look around and compare yourself with social media and like this guy's committed here and this girl's committed there and like i gotta commit by the time i'm 16 it's like when do you ever tell yourself that you are good when do you ever tell yourself like you are capable it's like there's just so much i'm not wait wait, 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 why you got to call me out like you know i I, I live that life too so it is what it is but you know and then there's like some realism to it like like, I'm not that good, but neither are you. It's, it's like what I used to say about, like, yeah. I played at the D2 level. I was like, yeah. I know I'm not that good, but neither is that guy. So, you Yeah, know, 100%. Just, you know, yeah, just understanding.
0: Yeah, no, that's also a good thing to always keep in mind, too, is, like, sometimes, like, I'll start going through, like, some of the things that hold us back from, like, producing at a higher level. Mm-hmm. But then I always remind the hitters, like, but your competitor is also having to deal with that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, your competitor also is, like, having to deal with, Traveling, your 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 competitor is also having to do with like they go to school too, right? Right, like, and don't get me wrong, like you, they might even have advantages in certain ways, and you have advantages in certain ways. But at the end of the day, like one of the things I think is like just super, you know, being mindful, like on that same side is having an understanding that w- again we're competing and there's never some perfect conditions Mm -hmm. you know like the most perfect condition should be your off season Mm. right you should be sleeping in your own bed you should be with your family right like think about it even when you're in college right like again you're home like again if you're not playing summer ball and if you are playing summer ball it's still pretty chill right like again like you ain't. a lot of you guys aren't going to school doing your thing like it's it's more ideal situations right and i remember for me um like during the off season because i needed to develop a lot more me playing in more games wasn't necessarily going to help me very right. much so yeah. like i needed to go train in and in, in the off season that's what i did every year and i did i progressively got way better than i was when i first went to college and so a lot of people think like oh i'm gonna go play all these games like no no, no. i mean i, I kind of did like a hybrid like i came back home there was like a little scout team that used to play um a lot of times too um you know we wouldn't be playing uh we would be playing a ton of games It might be like 18 maybe games and a lot of them were double headers so mm-hmm. the, you're like nine individual like weekends that we would play or whatever and like if you think about that over you know that's basically yeah. you know you go over a, a a summer like a two a little over two months mm-hmm. like that we would play and then you know we'd have some cage time and other stuff okay that would be my games but mm. majority of it um was me just training right and i'd be lifting and you know doing other stuff and um all my sprints and doing all my, you know, all my speed work and all those other things and then also too on top of that like hitting every day and hitting with pro guys and trying to get my swing better and Mm. developing from that other side and, you know, uh, reading and mentality stuff and just maturing Mm. and like all those, all that stuff. Uh, I didn't have a farm when I was growing Mm -hmm. up in the sense of like I had an academy that I, I hit at but a lot of times it was just like the cage by myself and I was just getting my own work in Right. comparatively to like, you know, obviously there's some different opportunities now that you can do during an off season and so I do think you know again kind of tying us back and getting us back towards like this time of year is just understand when you're going into it like it's not ideal this is when like yes this is like the competitor comes out mm-hmm. and this is when there's going to be a, a time of not ideal situations and you're not going to get all the time you know the extra time for you to swing and like get to go back to your hitting coach and and um uh, you know again like you're going to have homework you're going to have classes you're going to have travel schedules you're going to have you're going to sit the bench, you're going to get benched, you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, things are going to happen, right? You're going to go over, like, you're going to you, mentally, you're going to have to start dealing with, um, you know, some, some setbacks and some other things, right? Where it's like, again, you know, during the fall, like everybody's playing, you guys are competing against each other, even the starters right. and the backups are all playing. And it's like, you know, again, you're going to start getting into that time where coach sets the lineup and you get some opportunities and all, you know, again, you might be the guy, everybody likes to talk about the other thing, you know, it's like, oh, oh, oh I didn't start there in the year. And um, I'm going to battle my way into the, uh, my way in the lineup. And like, I had that story line too um, but also too there's a lot of people on the opposite side remember the only reason I got an opportunity is because somebody else struggled mm-hmm. somebody else struggled started the year as the starter and a couple weeks in was we're not the starter mm-hmm. right and then all of a sudden I had that role or you know again other people slid slid into our lineup I remember um, as well right and, and like that's part of it and you got to also deal with that of being like okay what do I do and prepare for mm-hmm there's a chance where again, like maybe, you know, again, maybe I am battling, I'm in that seven spot and there is another second baseman that's, you know, as good as me and kind of hits like I do. And I'm just like the upperclassman. So they're trying to get me some reps, but you know, again, like, um, and I think that's why you got to detach yourself from a lot of the results side and like really have that, uh, really have that perspective of just being like, yo, like, I'm going to work no matter what. Mm. Like it don't matter if I'm starting or I'm not playing or if I'm, I'm, I'm getting benched or I'm doing whatever. Like my process is my process. Like I'm working, yeah. I'm working to get better all the time anyways. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. If anything, if you're benched, you just have a lot less tax on your body. Mm-hmm. So it gives you, you know, get a little bit more, um, gives you a little bit more freedom. Um, it gives you a little bit more freedom where you can tap into a little bit more training time. Right. And also your body's not, you know, I didn't play a double header today, bro. Like (laughs) I'm ready to rock. I I sat there like a cheerleader and just, you know, like clapped you up, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and again, obviously just different wear and tear on the body, right? right. So most I did was like BP today or Ugh. something, you know, like, okay, cool. That gives you, that should be an advantage. You should mm-hmm. use that as an advantage, right? If you're not starting in the beginning or if you end up getting benched, right? Like, okay, use what you got, mm-hmm. right? Like it's obviously not an ideal situation. It's not ideal not to start. And it's also not ideal not to get pulled out of lineup. And it's also not ideal to be playing in all these games and you mm-hmm. can't get your normal work in because you're traveling and you just played, yeah. you know, again, you just played two full full games and your body's tired. You mm-hmm. need to recover, right? Yeah. So, and again, so I'm not getting my lift in like I could, you know, if I wasn't playing or whatever, right? Like all of those are not ideal situations, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's what we're all being called and we're competing against each other to do.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of that's perspective, right? And like when you touched on like some of those, uh, the younger hitters, right? Uh, like the high school age group in specific, right? Is more what I'm talking about um, is uh, my boy Tank is uncomfortable because there's too much food around. But, um, you know, those high school hitters in specific is uh you know I always think like perspective wise like if I look back at, at my career is there were times at the beginning of the season that I know this sounds crazy but like I hoped coach didn't put me in the lineup because I was that yeah. bad and I was yeah, struggling like, yeah, yeah I, like, Bro, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I really play. don't want to dig myself in it yeah, yeah, yeah. like right if you just
0: binge me for like, a little bit like need give me at least up, the right? series or something yes
1: yeah. right and like that was one of the biggest uh unlocks for me was when they did bench me for like four games and was like we're going to give you a break mentally to get back locked in you're going to play next weekend and i was Mm -hmm. like some players i was like you know but you know and then there was some that where i started the season upset because i wasn't starting right and it's like so it's all perspective right uh i think and so looking at it from that way is like okay so you're not starting to start the year okay, so what, like you did put in all that work, right? And there's gonna be an opportunity at some point in time. And it's like, that's your opportunity to show all the work, right? And then on the flip side, like you did start the year. So instead of putting your pressure on yourself to then I have to get results because I put in all this work, which too, it's just not the case. Hard work doesn't make <coughs> results. Yeah. Hard work is a prereq, but, yeah. um, you know, and too, like truth is at certain levels, like there's some people that just don't work that hard that are still just like more gifted, talented right? than you are. Yeah. yeah. Gifted, right. Yeah. they're gifted, And so they succeed. Um, but to like, just because you're starting to start the year, uh, just because you're starting to start the year, um, you know, that doesn't mean you need to put pressure on yourself to have to go get results either. You know, like, this is this was the run up the mountain now it's the okay i get to go let it eat a little bit i get it i get mm-hmm. to go do the fun part right this, yeah. this is where i get a sprint right I, yeah. i've been i've been doing all the hard stuff when yeah. nobody else is watching like, this is the fun time yeah. right and so i think too just perspective wise i think that's uh you know everybody everybody in all different situations can find a way to say like this isn't ideal yeah, You know, in every single situation. Yeah, whine and complain, yeah. sit in
0: the back of the dugout and complain right. that I'm not playing. Or even, even too, like, along with it, like, not only just sit in the back of the dugout, because my, my uh, Adrian Dingle, again, when uh, Dinkle was coaching me, he used to bring that up. He'd be like, hey, this is the time of the year when guys like to huddle in the back of the dugout and mm. start talking smack. And then also, too, look, I'm telling you, like, you know how everybody says, like, they want to act like they always had good intentions? Mm. Yo, I absolutely did not have good <laughs> intentions. There was times... Plenty of times where I was sitting on the bench, right, where it's, like, sitting there, like, bro, like, I want to be playing right now, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, especially when I was really young, I had a really hard time being a team guy, mm. right? Especially, I would say, specifically my freshman year. My freshman year, went to JUCO, right? I showed up, and I'm, like, I'm going to be the shortstop. Like, I'm the man. Like, again, the same thing. I went from high school. Like, I played, I since I was a sophomore, I started on varsity every single game, mm-hmm. like, you know, again, like, hadn't not played for a really long time. Um, when I talked to the coach, you know, it's like, where am I going to play? Or, you know, am I going to be a starter? Like, it's just all this young freshman stuff, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing, like, I got there in the same – I wasn't playing well, but also was too insecure to, like, be okay with just mm-hmm. where I actually really was. And, yeah, somebody else played. And, like, I didn't start for, like, my first, like, uh, like – 15 maybe 10 10 10 or 12 games something like that maybe Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody can fact check me look at my stats you guys love to do that um so (laughs) so in any case yeah I just didn't I didn't I didn't play and then um I got again I battled because one of the things I also did this is also a little trick for you too if you're not if you're not in the lineup watch what the team like fill a void right like figure out what the team is having a hard time doing Mm -hmm. like is it situationally like is it you know, what are, what are they having a hard time doing? And then also to try to do that, right. Is it just quality of bats, right? Like maybe, you know, again, there's gonna be a big time situation. Like sometimes, uh, you're, you start, you're going, you're going to get a pinch it at bat, right. Late in the game, whatever. I did that. Even like my junior year is my first time getting a chance to get in the lineup was late game, right? Like the guy on the mound was throwing a no hitter, like, (laughs) you know, the guy on the mound's throwing a no hitter, umpire zone is gigantic yeah. right that's why he's been getting he's like a lefty that's been throwing off the plate all day and the umpire's just giving it to him so it's like i already know that going up there right um this guy's like in love with this changeup, but again like how does all that happen like that, that junior i'm paying attention right like i'm doing charts right. like i know what this guy likes to throw um you know i know what you know the, what the umpire's been doing I, i've been listening to what all the hitters have been saying mm-hmm. right like man bro he's calling five inches off the plate and this guy's throwing a two-seamer that's just running back over there he's just hitting it and good for him. He's just hitting it over and over again. And again, we were at the time, we were ranked uh, one of the top, I think we were top 20 at the time. And, you know, again, like the school is not even ranked and like this guy's on a no hitter against us. Right. Mm. And it's like, uh, that's when we discovered our team struggled with change-ups. Mm. Um, but also too, you know, again, along with that is just like, you know, mindful for my freshman year, how I got in the lineup. And I've said this a couple of times, right. Is like, we just couldn't score a run. Guy on third base, less than two outs. Mm. Infield back and everything. We just couldn't score runs in those situations. We just had really bad at-bats. And so, um, you know, at the time, especially being a freshman in junior college, like, and also, too, not a massive, you know, like a small junior college, mm. right, is that we didn't have a whole bunch of guys that were thumping balls, right? So, you know, a deep sack fly was a kind of a difficult task for us, especially all being freshmen, we're all light and ass, all the things, mm. right? Like, is that, you know, for us, like, I used to think about that too. It's just like, hey, I can't, if you did a percentage, if you look at like sack flies, like I can only on normal, like a, a, if I if I took you at 10 at bats, right? No matter who's on the mound or whatever, how often are you actually be able to hit a sack fly, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that percentage to me at the time was much lower than my ability to hit a ground ball to second base.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I can hit a, hit a ground ball to second base with you know again like I can manipulate the barrel I can get the barrel there I like that was something I can do really easily and so like not only with that I was already pretty good at it but then I started training it mm-hmm. when I was in batting practice every day when we did those rounds I locked in like I never missed those right mm-hmm. and so when that situation came up in the lineup and nobody did it like two games in um I mean two ga- two games into the series like I said it was like 10 total 12 total whatever into the season that this kept reoccurring and we kept we weren't scoring runs right mm-hmm. that when we we're in these games that we were losing So again, coach finally put me in the lineup. Mm -hmm. Guess what? First pitch got those middle way fastball. I hit a ground ball to second base. Boom. We scored a run. The whole dugout went nuts, Mm -hmm. right? Because they've been knowing we've been struggling with this for, for, uh, for yeah, about a, about a month in at least over a month in, you know, that we were struggling uh, scoring Mm -hmm. these runs. Right. So, um, that was just a big thing as well as like, like look into it and just understand like, first off, again, it's not about you and you should want the best players on the field and i know in your head you're like yeah i'm the best player though but mm-hmm. that's the thing like again uh i think of that old story too you got to think of it like this too um i'm thinking of uh what's his name who's the uh the uh basketball coach uh, maxwell talks about him all the time but like basketball coach uh that one um like college like he's the absolutely like legend he's had uh john wooden yes so wooden Coach K. so yeah coach k is also the go um but wooden used to tell him he said he told the story about like he had this freshman that came in who was like super gifted really talented again probably the best player on the team the pro the thing is though is in the lineup wooden didn't have him in the lineup Mm -hmm. and you know in basketball obviously you know there's only a few starting spots all the things right yeah so he's in the he's he's in the dugout he's on the bench Mm -hmm. and he's like in mid game is like like they're losing and all these other things, and he looks at Wooden, uh, Coach Wooden. and he, he says he says I'm the best player on this team. Like why am I on the bench right now when we're losing? Like blah blah blah. And like you know he's got a, mm. his little pride. He's juiced up all the stuff. And then uh, Coach Wooden looks back at him and says, um, he looks back at him and says and says, um, you are, you know, you may well be the best player on the team, but the team doesn't play its best when you're in the game. Right. And so the difference there of having a team dynamic of being like, hey, you know what? You might be better than that senior when it comes to just pure skill. Mm hmm but the team plays better with he's the captain of the team right and and also too like he also brings other things to the table then yeah you have all these raw skills and all these other things but like again he also grinds out at bats like he also too is a great catalyst at the top of the lineup or whatever maybe he's the leadoff maybe he's the number 2 hitter right and he just finds ways to get on base right he just, maybe it's not getting hits maybe it's mm-hmm. there's other ways that he you know he finds and what he adds to the team dynamically and also too you might believe you're looking at particular skills thinking that these are the things that matter the most when the coach is like, yo, the biggest thing, like for example, sometimes we're doing matchups. We know that when we're playing against some of these, these schools with our pitchers pitching staff that we have, that they hit a lot of ground balls. Right. And maybe he's just a little better than you, you know, ground balls, not, maybe not even on the flashy play, mm-hmm. but just a routine play. Like the man just makes it. He just makes it every time. Right. And that's kind of how I was like, I, I, made the flashy play, but was, you know, again, routine-wise, like there's other players that weren't as talented as I was or gifted as I was, like dif- like where I could maybe go make some in- insane play. But at the same time, like I would boot a routine ball, especially when I was younger in bigger situations and not knowing mm-hmm. how to manage my emotions, right. right? And so I think that that is another thing too because I just put all this pressure on myself and those other things, right? So I think that's also something to be mindful of is that, again, like the team, you want the team to win. And at the end of the day, like find a way to help the team win. Mm-hmm. And and yo, you can't be the player and the coach at the same time or the player and the umpire at the same time. Like your job is to be a player. You don't make the lineup. Mm-hmm. You don't have a say there, right? Like you can go and like have a conversation with the coach and, you know, ask him what you can do to improve or whatever, whatever. But that's the coach's lineup. It's not your lineup, right? And also, too, like it's just like having the coach's kid on the team, right? Like, and you start going like, "Oh, he's lineup because he's the coach's kid." Well, guess what? You're the coach's kid in your own head. You're putting yourself in your own lineup mm-hmm. because you think that you're this and that, and you might not be able to see yourself objectively enough to understand that. Like, well, I would give me opportunities. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you would, right? Mm-hmm. But he's just having that understanding, like the coach is trying to win. He's putting the best. He's not trying to lose. Mm-hmm. He's putting the best team and the best lineup together to try to, you know. Try to figure out what's the best lineup that's going to win against this matchup, right? And like mm-hmm. that might not be you. Mm-hmm. You know, something just important to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think I think to a lot of this, like how this ties back to like season coming around the corner, is like there's a lot of ways to contribute. Yep. One, and then two, it's not it's not always mechanically or my swing that is why I'm not in the lineup, too right sure. there, there's there's a lot that goes it into yeah right and it helps and i just i think too something i hear a lot of is like immediately when someone struggles they think something's wrong with my swing and in my head i'm like okay i could probably point out a lot of things like for sure yeah. like you know uh you might not be mike trout you mm-hmm. aren't mike trout only my yeah. trout, trout. so like yeah for sure i could point some things out but also like You know, I just, I go back to like, one, what do you do well? What do you not do well? Did you do the stuff that you did well, good today? Or did you try to do the stuff you weren't good at? So it's like, you know, hey, what part of the zone do you hit well? I hit low pitches well. Okay, how many low pitches did you get today? Uh, Two, did you swing at them? No. What pitches did you swing at? Balls at the top of the zone. Why did you do that? whoa i wasn't thinking about it okay so you weren't intentional with your approach i'm like so let's start there right that's a little bit easier fix like tomorrow when you get your abs like let's go look for something below the belt below the belly button mm-hmm. you know stuff like that and i just think like there's a lot more that goes into that process where like the off season is so you know i'm in the lab i'm in the lab i'm in the lab and then you get on the field and it yeah. gets big and the lights turn on it's like yeah. i forget everything it's like, well yeah
0: and I also too i want to make sure too that like obviously as me and you do with context they could get on the field and move absolutely dog shit. Mm-hmm. Like they could be moving great in here, right? right? And then like you said, right? All of a sudden the lights turn on, anxiety comes on, all the stimulus is back that they did last season. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they go back to moving how they were- I mean, I've literally seen people completely change their stance. Mm-hmm. You know, like we did this with Chewy in the very, you know, for like a while, right? He would be in here, be much more uh, much more narrow, yeah, right? And then all of a sudden he'd get in game and be wide,
1: wide yeah. crazy
0: wide. And he'd be like, oh, know why? I don't yeah. feel like I'm that wide. It's like, you just don't notice it when you're back in like that environment and you get in the box and you have your spots that you put your feet, like, you know, again, like all these things that you could run past. So we do always, mm-hmm. of course, manage and look at video. We're not mm-hmm. just like, whatever about yeah, how yeah. they move because you know again on some of that right and some of that can be changed with their approach right like again like we're talking about is like you know for example i just one of our players uh, said they had a scrimmage tomorrow right they just text me they're like hey like i have a scrimmage tomorrow blah 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 and i was just like i was like hey yeah for you you know i would think i'm i would go with what we have been doing even though we've been talking about like Uh, adjusting something and like maybe playing with a uh, a different move but one of the move the move i would be changing is more of a timing mechanism Mm. and you know again for example like um, she's really tall right now but then i'm gonna go if i was gonna go to like a toe tap right it's like okay well that's a different timing mechanism and also i want to work on it with you i don't want to just say yeah just go toe tap all of a sudden just like telling someone like oh just start doing a leg kick or something like it's a massive change and like I want to work on it with you and be with you while we work on it. So we can talk about some key important things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I even said that too. It's like, just because we go to a toe tap today, doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're gonna be doing a game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like it might be a drill for you. Like think of it more like a drill and we're working on it in the cage. And then we might roll this out mid season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But for right now, we're going to go with either the band aid or again, the NASCAR we currently have. And, then I went into like their approach stuff, right? Where it's like, okay, hey, but, but with this band aid or this approach that we do have, um, you know, for you, I want you to think, approach the top of the zone and react down. Mm-hmm. Because I know, you know, again, I know how she moves. Like, I know, I know that it's gonna be easier for her to approach this way. And again, I know what she struggles with, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think that that, you know, with that is like, again, contextually having that all together is like, and and to your point too, is like, hey, I guarantee you, you're not moving the greatest mm-hmm. before you ever come in here. Like, I already knew that before you left. But with that being said, no matter how you move today, you could have gotten some hits. Mm-hmm. Right. So, there's a big difference there of, yeah, let's talk about being a hitter while we continue to work on your swing. Like, mm-hmm. of course, we want to continue to work on your swing. And then also, too, sometimes, Getting past, um, again, I'm just giving shout out, shout out to the dinkle here is, uh, um, he used to talk about like, you know, like opening week, opening day, all those other things. And one of the talks he would have with the team is he would talk about like, Hey, the teams that win these days are the ones that can manage their emotions, mm. right? The ones that can get back settled down. And I think you said something key earlier, which is like, Hey, like this is the fun part, mm when I start to put all this pressure on these things like it's opening day like everybody wants to hit a bomb on opening day go four for four you know post it on their ig like I get it but like you know along with it it's like in reality it's just like let's go have some fun right like um somebody said that the other day when we were talking about like playing sunday league um so yeah shout out to that we might uh, you know i'm saying some good content we're getting ready we'll see how that's going to go but again we might play in the sunday league right and someone's like but will you post your failures and i was like it's actually interesting that you say that because like one i don't even believe i can fail (laughs) like am i gonna do like make some adjustments and like learn more about hitting and like yeah you know like there's there's not a way there's not a way to fail
1: it's like that cliche like i've just learned what a hundred times how to not do it or what yeah yeah it's not a failure yeah me right it's just again like i tried something and that one didn't work at that particular moment but also yeah like that same thing i tried might work in a different moment yeah
0: and and also too like also the different thing of being like yo like i was telling was like we're going to have fun yeah like we're we're going to have fun like like bro like my job is not to hit anymore like mm-hmm. my job is to help other people hit like that's what i do like mm-hmm. i help other people hit across the whole i guess world you could put it that way, right like we're helping other people hit across the world sending them products doing other things that help mm-hmm. them better right across like across you know again australia and japan and here and like you know again like all these places that we end up um you know, helping with where our content goes everywhere. Right. I mean, there's people, and this podcast specifically, like people listen to Dominican Republic. They listen to yeah. this podcast. Like, like when I want to look to the countries of all the places that people have listened to this podcast, it's all over the world, like all these other places. And so that's something to think about too. It's like, again, like that help of understanding that like, yo, like if you, what, what would your season look like if you approached it that way? Mm. Right. Because that's really what it is. Then the day, like, this isn't a pass fail, bro. Mm-hmm. You know
1: what
0: I'm saying? Like, this is just feedback, right? The game's just feedback, go have some fun, get some feedback from it, right. make adjustments, continue to get better tomorrow. When you start harboring it, it's like a, it's like you make it like a job, like a pass fail, like either, you know, again, like, and also too, let's be honest, hitting wise, like you're going to get out. hmm I don't care. We're going to go play Sunday league. I guarantee you I'm striking out, bro. Okay. I might, who knows? I might get three to first day, bro. I'm a K guy. You know what I'm saying? Like your boy was getting big. Right. So, so that's the thing is like, I already, and that's the difference, right. Of like mentality of like, you know, somebody also on social media comparatively, like to like, yo, hitting's hard, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it don't matter if, I don't care if you're King Griffey Jr. Like it's the, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. hitting is hard. Like Ken Griffey didn't go out there and bat 500. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even bat 400. Yeah. So it's, like, it's just one of those things to think about. It's just like, yo, hitting is really hard, no matter what level. Again, we can throw batting practice. We talked about this with the high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Bro, I go out there right now and throw batting practice to the guys. Like, again, half the team's going 0 for 4. <laughs> They're getting
1: themselves out. They're
0: getting themselves out.
1: Yeah. That's I'd... why
0: pitching is so much easier. It's like, bro, you could literally make a terrible pitch and the guy just gets himself out. Mm-hmm. It's difficult.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that, too, when we were hitting uh, this morning, bringing up the Sunday league. That's our day one of prep for the Sunday league uh but i was thinking about that when i was hitting the machine balls versus the real balls is like how minor the changes were from like location but how consistent the machine balls were versus the baseball and i was like dang like it's a completely different mindset to that right like yeah, i'm hitting the machine balls i can allow myself almost in a way to like let my guard down and yeah, work on you're focused things. on you Right. But then those, the baseballs start coming and subconsciously, right. I'm like five swings in and everything just like flew out the window. Cause I'm like, well, that one was a little up and in that one's down on a way that one cut more, yeah, yeah, you know, like a lot of variables, you know, right. And then like, it's into, it was so minor compared to what like a live arm even yep. is. Right. Yep. And you know, like, again, then that goes into like, you know, managing the emotions and all that side yep. of it too. But I just
0: think about like, and then you got fans there. The game's on the line, right? Like your team's down two, whatever. You've already struck out twice today. You're up there again. This guy's throwing 40 miles an hour. This is the other thing, bro. I'm I don't know the league we're playing in, but one of the things I it actually was really challenging. This is where people don't think about this. It's like when people go play in Japan. Like, bro, these guys spin the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like when you go play in like Japan and places like that, like a lot of guys aren't beating you with velo. They've learned how to pitch. Mm. And then think about that, right? Know how we always say like, oh, I could get you out with my body and uh, you know, like your body in my head. Mm-hmm. That's a 40 year old, 35 year old man up there with the body. He don't throw that hard. Mm-hmm. He might be throwing 82, yeah. but like, bro, he's spinning it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen some guys, some curves. Mm-hmm. I've seen some curves in Sunday league that I'm like, yo, is that Kershaw's? <laughs> like that thing has so much vertical yeah. and has so much spin and this, and then that's another thing they've mastered and this even in the MLB just because it doesn't happen as much because drastically everybody still has this you know idol, uh, you know this idea of faster is always really hard to hit but mm. in yes if you're just going linear if you're just going if I'm going to do the same speed all the time but if all of a sudden I throw a ball at 95 and then I spin a 63 mile an hour curveball with crazy spin on it like that that speed differential is so dramatically insane for the hitter to try to cover those ranges of speed is really difficult that's why when people would like mix in an ethos like why an ethos used to work back mm-hmm. in the day and even too like i i bet you again like even now right? when we see position players getting on the mound and they're throwing like major league hitters are striking out yeah right because it is hitting one is really hard mm-hmm. and You know, it is a lot of that, a lot of the pressure to make something happen is on the hitter. Like the hitter's got to hit the ball. Pitcher's just got to get it somewhere in that zone. Like, you know, again, like even, and then when we do hit the ball, we got to hit it where there's not a defender or we get it past a defender. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's again, you got nine on one, Mm. right? It's not stacked in your favor, bro. You know? And then we talked about this other day is just the concept of thinking about that. The concept of thinking about, I have a stick, (laughs) you're going to throw this rock at me. That could hit me that would really hurt and could break mm-hmm. bones and could kill mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. right when you throw it when you're throwing it like these guys are throwing it right not our sunday league guys but like speaking of that bro i don't even got a helmet we gotta uh, we, we gotta we gotta <laughs> prepare bro we gotta get any, ready any sponsors out there we gotta get know, ready i gotta get i gotta get, go I gotta get my go major league, league helmets back right um i gotta go out there with one flat baby okay, see, uh, flat. um yeah and so like just keeping that um just keeping that in mind right that like yo like hitting is really difficult. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the the day, um, you know, again, like much more people, um, can throw a ball than can hit a ball flying through the air. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, and it's also the opposite skill than what we do in everyday life Mm. In everyday life. You're trying to avoid a collision when you're driving you're trying to avoid a collision when you are walking past people in the store you got shopping cart you got all these other things we're not we're walking past a desk or something like that we're trying to avoid collisions Mm -hmm. that's the opposite we're trying to align ourselves with Mm -hmm. collisions and trying to make those things happen which again is a different thought process like with your brain too like as you shift Mm -hmm. in again obviously different when you play baseball every day but i'm just saying from like again what we do normally throughout our days um And then the other thing that we we started talking about too, which I think is big is like, okay, so you're going into season. And again, like what you're spending your time doing, like there's a time for maintenance, right? Yeah. Like there is a time for surgery and there's a time for, you know, again, just general vitamins. And there's also a time for, um, also a time where it's like, yo, I just got, I got a little sick. It's gonna be like a two day sickness. Mm. Right. And there's time for all of those things. And so a, a good doctor should be able to recognize the difference, right? Like a good doctor would know like, okay, these are just daily vitamins that you take every single day. Right. This is what I would prescribe. Right. Or I'd recommend. And then also too, then there's times where it's like, yeah, you like, you are sick and I'm going to give you you know i'm gonna give you some medicine that's going to assist you with this mm. right and but again it's only like a two-day sickness and then there's times it's like dude we need like we need to have surgery mm. right and there's context to all of that usually like surgery there's something catastrophic like happened like maybe there was an injury that you're working around like maybe to, i've had two guys do this for example um there's the, kind of two different situations i think about when i need like surgery right is obviously physical surgery or or other thing. But one of those would be like, for example, like I've known some guys that have like torn their shoulder mid season, but they're like a first baseman or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they're going to keep playing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they need to know how to work around that injury. Right. So like we might have to change their stance or we might have to do something that helps them you know like you know for example like tatis when he like hurt his shoulder Mm -hmm. and you know like he started going to like a really hard like stick finish there for Mm -hmm. like a minute was because he couldn't one hand finish because he would hurt his shoulder so he was Mm -hmm. like having a two hand finish like everything he was doing right like there's a time where they're going to be like a a bigger change or something like that might happen Mm -hmm. um another time might be like yo like it's bad Mm -hmm. like we're we're deep enough and we got enough info right like let's say it's like a pro guy like you're going into like all-star break and you've been playing constantly or whatever and it's like yo i'm batting like freaking 220 right now Mm -hmm. right i'm batting like you know and this is dramatically worse than what i've done in years past or doing whatever and it's like okay like we got to make a bigger change but i always again just thinking like a doctor right like i'm not going to tell you like in those even those situations because obviously it's not life or death like i'm not saving a life this Mm. is that person's career is i'm going to them and that's where the difference of context is is i'm going to them and saying hey i would recommend this surgery at this time Mm. but at the same time it's got to be your choice Mm -hmm. right you can keep we i'll 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 work with you with what you're doing already and we'll just make these little you can take these medications and do these other things but like bro like I'm gonna tell you what the writing is on the wall. Like, you're probably just, if you keep moving like how you're moving right now, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna bat between, you know, 220 and 235 or something like that, right? Yeah. If like if that was the case for those guys and they're at bats and how consistent things are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, knowing the difference, because it can be really hard when we talk about lower levels, because like, you know, we talk about high school or something like that, you know, and then also you gotta remember some of these guys are playing club ball, doing all these other things, they're seeing way higher velo, and then they go back to high school and they're like, that happens to softball a ton. Yeah. Right, like softball, the club ball is way better Wait. than high school. Like, you know, and again, baseball, it is definitely more, you know, like SoCal, you might get some really competitive, right. obviously, uh, like, you know, the teams in their certain areas like that. Um, But, you know, specifically when you talk about, like, softball, like, in general, like, high school softball it just, like, isn't great. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, again, baseball, it can be dramatic, you know, too, as well. as like, these guys are playing on scout teams. Like, that used to happen to Harper yeah. all the time. Is Harper, you know, was notorious for having a bad start to his seasons in high school and a uh, big part of that was because he'd be playing scout ball and these guys are throwing you know uh, you know mid 90s at the mm-hmm. time and you know he, they're throwing 90 you know 93 to 95 all these other things and then he's coming back and face us and going preseason because yeah. are throwing 78 yeah. throwing 82 yeah right like and he was just crazy early on everything and he would like smoke balls to second basements the start of season every year right and so um Maybe hooking balls, people be on the field talking smack. Hey, yeah, yeah, prodigy of baseball, blah, blah, blah. You look at his stats three weeks later, you'd be like, oh my God. <sighs> you know, I'm like, okay, maybe he is that guy. Um, and so, one of, the, one of those things is like, you know, again, is like within those adjustments. The reason I bring that up is like sometimes people think they need surgery because they went 0 for 15 to start the season. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you were just crushing in scrimmages right. before we started the season, which is the same. You're seeing the same Velo, seeing all the same stuff. Mm. Like, Most likely, like I even ask guys all the time with that. I was like, are you really that bad? Yeah. And I, and I mean that by like in a good way, right? Like, okay, let's say you struck out nine times in a row. Like, are you really that bad of a hitter? That you're going to strike out nine times in a row like Jarrell ain't striking out nine times in a row whoa, you know what i'm saying whoa, so like whoa. it's like it's like if, are you really that bad or you think it's probably something mental going on and you're putting all this pressure on yourself mm-hmm. and you're like you know like you're not even doing the routine things that you can do because you're emotionally overwhelmed mm-hmm. right you get in the box and you're having a panic attack right you get in the box you're putting all this pressure on yourself so like, i don't get a hit because you put me on the lineup and, a, mm-hmm. uh, and then you start doing the circles right all this stuff is like that's what's really holding back your performance it's not that you're not that good right Mm. and that's what i had to deal with when i was playing is i started doubting my capabilities of what i was actually capable of doing Mm. and then i'm like i like literally had to get some distance you know and as i started maturing and getting older and just being like and some of it was when i stopped playing is just to go dude like you're better than how you actually played but you again like i used to have Taylor's grandfather used to tell me this all the time. Papa used to always tell me, he'd be like, you know, like you just need to get out of your own way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like your, your your mind is like your worst enemy, right? And so a lot of people, of course, right? What a lot of like, stop thinking, and all those other things. Like, no, no, no. Like, I needed to learn how to make my my, you know, again, and 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 everybody kept talking about my mind, but disconnecting it from my emotions.
1: Mm.
0: Right? They, it's not a logical issue. It's an emotional issue mm-hmm. that was a hard thing for me. It wasn't that I wasn't smart enough, right? Or those other things is that my brain was being weaponized because of my emotions. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And so I was getting emotionally overwhelmed and I was having all these like same thing too, right? It's like, I'd put all this pressure on myself on opening day and I'm, you know, trying to do all these things. And, um, I think that that's just the bigger thing for us to keep in mind is that sometimes you know, and that's the wisdom of a coach of understanding, like someone wants to, you know, like they talk about like surgeons, like, let's say you're a surgeon. It's actually interesting. I thought about this from a lot of guys on the private side. And I definitely have fallen into this too, as well is like, when you're a surgeon, you always want to cut them open Mm -hmm. because that's what you know. And that's how, you know, how you can fix it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, Oh, like, okay, well, yeah. Like, let's say, let's say, you know, like some of these things, like, like, Let's say someone's having a whole bunch of issues because of uh their weight they're having like an ankle problem because of their weight or something like that well like surgeons like well i can like i can cut you open and just remove this uh you know 20 pounds of fat off of you Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah yeah but also too that won't be lasting change right Mm -hmm. i'm not changing i'm not changing which is the real problem right like i'm not changing and then two on top of that as well like again now i'm causing a whole bunch of other issues you know, I'm like going underneath a knife, like any, you know, all these other things that could happen or, you know, whatever. And I think that's like, you know, a bigger, um, you know, thing for us to keep in mind is like, as you become better at a doctor's understanding, like you said, is like when to not say something, when mm-hmm. to not perform surgery, when to not make changes mm-hmm. and, um, also to reinsure the athletes so that they don't do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they also might want to start, you know, uh, sorry. And then having helping them also to not only like they need to obviously trust what they're doing and they need, they, you can't just tell them like, Oh, just go up there and be an athlete. Like they know something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're actually just more upfront with them, like, yeah, Hey, this is the problem. This is what we're doing. We're going to work on fixing it. But in the meantime, this is how we're gonna do, and they're just real with them. Mm-hmm. Those conversations go way better, in my opinion, and the, the hitter actually has some confidence, and then they don't lose confidence in you, right? Because you don't start going like, "Yeah, everything's good, everything's good," and it's like, "I'm still going O for every day." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you keep telling me like all these things, and I'm like, "Bro, like I feel myself yanking off every ball, and I can't stay on a slider to save my life," and they've thrown me. I've struck, I've swung and missed at nine straight sliders. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's, there's, you know, again, they fa- figured this out about me and this is how they're pitching against me, you know? And so some of those things also keep in mind. And then there's also, like I said, let me give you an example, of the opposite way. Um, I had somebody on an organization that said like they would come to them, like they'd come, the analytics department would come to like the hitting side and be like, Hey, like we chased like 20% more you know, on that series or, you know, the normal, like what, what was there such an influx like, they had the top pitching staff in all of the, you know, on all the MLB. Like, Mm -hmm. did you not see who was on the mound? Like, of course we swung and missed. So sometimes I bring that up because sometimes guys want to change all these things. And it's like, bro, the reason that you got exposed there was because, they threw nothing but soft lefties at us and you were terrible with soft lefties, mm-hmm. right? Or they throw, they, all their guys have a sinker or something like that, right? Or a majority of their guys did. And then the last come, you know, just got in your own head or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's also a bigger thing as well as like, again, bringing in the context and understanding like, you know, and again, you should know. And as a hitting coach, like, I can sit there and, like, see the matchup and, like, what shapes the guy's creating. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, Tough. Johnny, you know, little Garth Brooks is going like, to struggle with this guy, you know. And this guy's going to be pretty good. Like, this guy, he's like, oh, like, for me, like, when I get up there and the guy threw fastball and he, th- he thought he threw kind of hard, like, you could throw, if you're, th- I don't care what speed you throw, you could throw a million miles an hour. I could, I can square up a fastball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, that The, the, the speed the, wasn't a problem for me the changing of speeds, <laughs> <laughs> the adjustability part when I was playing was the problem for me. Right. It wasn't the, it wasn't the velo, you know, necessarily there because again, it was just, and then, like I said, you just, it wasn't very hard to get me out though with velo because all you had to do is like have a basic secondary pitch and it would mess me up. Cause then I'm mm. worried about the secondary pitch and then now I'm not yep. hitting the ball that I can hit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Rather than going like, all right, dead red fastball, like, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. do something damage on this guy. So yeah. I think that's one thing is like, and then you knowing that as a coach but when you know that as a coach then you can also help your players understand that right you know understand where
1: they're at i think i think exactly what you were just saying too is like when to not change things up like like i could look back and i think a thought process that personally helped me with this was like when i was younger in my career i was like i have to go one for three to keep my 300 average pace but by the end of my career i'm like as long as i get 30 out of these next 100 at bats as long as i get 30 hits like batting 300 you know and then i even got bigger i was like well if this is over the course of four seasons because i got four years of eligibility like and i get 200 at bats like i only need you know x amount of hits like that's not that big of a deal like i could go 0 for my next 40 and still get 60 hits like shoot like that's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. and it's like i started looking more macro because i was un- like i started to understand like i would panic if i would go O for three and i would change something that really wasn't that big of like i went O for three but also some of it was like you know like you said earlier you know we were on the road it was cold i you know by x y and z like my swing wasn't completely a mess right like i mean i had a bad day for a multitude of reasons and like you know i didn't need an overhaul i needed to keep doing what i was doing a little bit longer to see the breakthrough right like you made this comment the other day like Uh, The resistance is the heaviest before, you know, you break through or, you know, you leap forward and and finish that. And so, um, you know, I think the same thing was like, I felt like uh, a lot of times there was a lot of resistance uh but realistically I, like i needed to do stuff just a little bit longer to get that that skill or that move to stick or mm. that concept and that feel to stick yeah. well enough for me to take it to yeah. game
0: right for uh the perfect example of that and i've told this story but again like you know go back to like the round court days right I was like mm. for example when i overhauled pro guy minor leaguer for like 10 years struggling all this stuff made these changes went to go play independent ball his first like uh 15 at bats or something like that 20 at bats like he had struck out like 12 times or something Mm -hmm. like that but his pregame looked great like his cage work looked amazing like he was making some really good adjustments and instead in that moment of going like you know he's just like oh i just i don't think it's clicking and you know he's all emotionally was was Mm -hmm. again like he's trying to make his way back in major league baseball like all these other things right and you know my advice back to him at that time was like hey actually dude like I think you just need to do it a little longer. Like mm-hmm. I again, like your your pregame looks really good, right? And it, and again, like it's gonna take a little bit of time of just getting it into your normal swing, um, because you know we made these changes in the last couple of weeks. It was like you know surgery, like real real late before you started going and like rolling this out. And I just think you just need to do it a little longer. And then you know then he went on a tear. That all the mm-hmm. things so, you know got called the bigs, so all this stuff. But like still though you know that's just like one of those stories for example it's like i very easily could have just went like in surgery mode Mm. right and be like oh we need to make these changes but it's like no when i was watching him and i was when i was watching what he was doing i'm like bro like that's a pretty good move yeah Yeah, it's a pretty good move so it's just something like like again with that is just like understanding and then also helping the player understand like hey like go watch yourself hit like go watch the swings that you were taking and those other things and like yes you know you you might be swinging at a bad ball of all those other things but there's plenty of things you can look at in your move Mm. where you're like hey like actually that was pretty good i was just you know again like it might have just like i i especially i could always feel the difference i could always feel the difference when i was like really far off Mm -hmm. compared to like i felt on that Mm. i just missed right you know And then that's where, and then I go look at video and confirming and being like, oh, okay. Like, you know, again, like that was a pretty good swing. I just literally was underneath it. Mm -hmm. Or again, like I was a little early or, um, you know, whatever those things might be. And, you know, just taking that in and just being like, or I just missed Mm. where I thought the ball was going to be. It wasn't Yeah, right. My brain's projecting where I think the ball is going to be. Maybe I just need to think a fastball above and I'd be fine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I need to make the the adjustment with. Right. So, um, you know, kind of like a doctor in that way, right. Is like, let's adjust some of the smaller things right before we go to like a major, Mm -hmm. major thing. And then like a lot of that is like feel as a, as a hitting coach, understanding and knowing your athlete and knowing like, can they handle a bigger change or like, right. is this how big of a change is this for them? Or are we just referencing again, back to something they used to do? Mm-hmm. And we're just, this could be a great little thing to go back to until we keep cleaning up this other pattern.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think about that too. Like I'll tie it to basketball and like shooting As I had a coach one time tell me like, and two, this is within context because I don't agree 100% all the time. It's like yeah. if you can't feel it, like you're not that far off. Like when you really feel it, it's because you're so far. Like yeah. I feel my elbow way out. I feel like my feet were here. Like it's because it was really off. Like when you're when it feels good and you're just barely missing, it's like it's because you're not that far off, right? It's yeah. Not and into I think some of that, like when it comes to hitting, like you know, there is a aspect to feel and proprioception and stuff. Like you could not feel it because you don't have some of these other things too. But, yeah. you know, I think there is like an encouraging,
0: uh, you know, emotional aspect to that. Of like, you yeah. know, well, if you know yourself, if you know yourself where you're like, I, when I feel like this, when I feel like this, I know that my swing is like usually pretty close. And again, mm-hmm. like match it up with video, right? right? Like, video. I mean, even it, it, even if you're feeling some type of, well, let's just go away from like body feels like emotionally, right? You're like, you're angry or upset about something or you're sad about something, whatever. Right. And you're talking uh, to one of your friends about it. Right. And you're talking and you're going through it and you're unpacking it. And then you might realize that you're like, actually, my life's like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like I was getting kind of worked up. My perspective got kind of, you know, out of, out of skew, but like, everything's okay. Mm -hmm. I just was how my perception was off. right? Right. And sometimes like that happens in the box, right? Like sometimes you're just perceptions off, right? Like you're sitting there going, you know, I went over four. I'm the terrible. All these other things, like, and then you know, again, your friend, good hitting coach, all those other things are going to mm-hmm. help you too as well. Be like, like, no, you're not. You're not that bad. You just went over four today, and like, yeah. you hit a couple balls like on the screws. The guys caught them, right? Like, yeah, you expanded that one at bat and Kade, but like, that was a pretty good. Like, you had a pretty good day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when it looks into like how you're moving and all that stuff, and it's also crazy to think about that you're judging yourself on most likely. Less than four swings. Yeah. You're judging yourself on a game yeah. with less than four swings that you probably took the whole game. Yeah.
1: I think about that from like some a of the bats
0: perspective. Yeah. Some of the bats you're gonna get no swings. Some yeah. bats you're gonna get a couple swings, but more than likely game to game, you're probably gonna get somewhere between like four and six swings. Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: it's a game of averages, right? Yes. And kinda of like I just said, it's like I think about it from a study perspective. Like would they publish an article off four swings? No. Right? Would you would you go under surgery because of four swings? Probably not. You know, maybe maybe a really good surgeon that, that has done it for a long time and seen a lot of things. Yeah, and like, how, okay, I see something and, that could be coming out. How and how intrusive
0: right, but, is this is the the, 100%. you know, the surgery, right. is it something I can go in there with a little small thing and like really help you out? And it doesn't yep. really, won't affect the body very much. Yep. Or is it something that has a 10% survival rate? Mm. And if I do this, you're going to catastrophically die. Yeah. yeah. And what is my skill level as a surgeon? And we started talking about this in the very beginning, mm. you as a hitter, this is where I tell some hitters like, Hey, wait for me before mm. we, we do yeah. this. Yeah. And then two, the other thing is your skill as a hitting coach. If you're not a surgeon and you're a pediatrician Mm. and you don't have skills going into surgery, the death of that surgery is catastrophically more than what the average is across the board. Right. Right. So you making these major changes in the body. When you have no aware, and you don't, you're not a very skilled surgeon. Mm-hmm. You're more of a pediatrician. You know how to give some general medicine and all these other things. Bro, play your game. Do your thing. You're a hitting coach, right. and you're a hitting coach, and you're a player. Adjust your eyes. Think. Just think higher, right? Mm-hmm. Think two baseballs above. Think two baseballs below. Think in out. Think right center field. Do the approach thing. Don't hate on surgeons because you need one. Yeah. Right? We when we need a surgeon, we want the surgeon, right? They save lives, all the things, right? There's a time for therapy. There's a time for therapy. There's a time for surgery. There's a time for pediatrician. There's a time, there's a time for all of it. Right. Right. There's a season for everything, right? Biblical. But, Mm -hmm. you know, with that as well is just understanding that like as a hitter, more than likely, like even though you can feel what's going on, right? because you can't watch imagine trying to like perform surgery on yourself and like not being able to see right and then you're like okay even if you did a video delay even if you do like real time some of those things right like if i would much rather and i think every barber in probably the whole world would be this right like yes some barbers will cut their own hair majority of the barbers just find another really good barber and have them cut their hair right because it's really difficult to do yeah you know what i'm saying so especially if it's like designs and the more intricate you get with it and like all the other stuff right like Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, um, even, e- even even Darrell, the barber in the house, right? Like even him, I was talking about going and getting, uh, having a barber cut his hair, mm-hmm. right? And so um, I think one of the things is, uh, oh, I actually, since we're on that topic, I just want to bring something up real quick. I said this to somebody the other day because they brought up uh, me talking about like seeing somebody in the middle of a haircut. Mm-hmm. And my response back to him, because this is the thing. So basically the idea is, when we're in the middle of drills and sometimes we're posting things and we cut in the middle of that surgery, we're posting like the middle of the surgery and you're like, what? Like that doesn't look how it's supposed to look. All these other things, blah, blah, blah. Right. But it's like looking at somebody in the middle of a haircut, mm. right? Middle of a haircut. So think about this. When you're getting your haircut, I wonder if your barber does this too. Right? Cause majority of the barbers I've ever had, have done this. They start cutting my hair, turn me away from the mirror. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah because yeah, nobody wants to see themselves in the middle of a haircut yep. and we don't understand the process. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Oh, I don't like, bro, what are you doing, bro? It's like, bro, he hasn't faded you yet. Chill yeah, out. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Like he going, to he going to clean it back up. You know what I'm saying? And if he doesn't, you know, we'll figure it out then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, again, barbers turn you away from the mirror, mm-hmm. you know, when they're, when they're, uh, um, cutting you. And like, that's a big part of it. Is a lot of people. Like I even know certain people that literally, um, I had a barber talk to me about it one time when I was out in Utah where he was like, this guy will like, he's like one of his clients. He's like, he, he told me like, I was like, I don't want to see myself in the middle like, no pictures, Mm -hmm. no no (laughs) video, no mirror, no nothing. Right. Like he, he just like, is an insecurity like that he had. Right. And so some of those things as well is like bringing that up is like, yo, sometimes again, on some of the things you see on social media. Or also, and that's why I love the post game footage too, is like, we might be exaggerating the hell out of something in batting right. practice. They might be in here and we might be exaggerating something so huge, yeah. like huge time exaggerated, time, right? Yeah. And, and and again, another perfect example of that is like, like we talked about before is like with Chewy, right? It's like getting plays at Cal. And if you see him in the cage, like he has some exaggerated moves when we do certain things. Now the big rocks are happening, right? The big rocks are happening. But specifically when he comes in here, especially because we only have him for short periods of times half the time, is that we go really intricate, right? And we might like, really drive something in mm. right something that you know because we know that when he's on his own he's not gonna it's not gonna be he's not gonna show up as dominant because of the other things that are happening how he's mm. lifting how his lifestyle all the other things that are coming so like well, let's over exaggerate this right and this isn't something new this isn't something new we have you know this like when we used to practice ground balls and we you know dramatic mm. you know things that we used to do like swing straight down like with us right like we're being, we're exaggerating, yeah. right? And so in any case, like bringing those together, bringing us all back home and landing the ship, right? Is that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's a, there's a time and a season for everything. And then also as a coach, you got to do a better, good job of having some self-awareness. Mm. And this is the biggest thing. It's like, how do I do it? It's like, well, the first step is like, you need to have, you need to develop your self-awareness, which is, a, we could do a whole podcast with mm-hmm. that by itself, but you need to develop your own self-awareness to understand like what you are because everybody's not a surgeon, mm. right? And some of us are a therapist and we're not a pediatrician, right? And mm. so understanding, like, if you're a hitting coach and you're, your main thing is, like, you're more like a therapist than anything, okay, know your lane player, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, do coach your thing up and then don't hate on other guys, mm-hmm. right? You need the therapy too, like, you need a therapist too, but also too, you got to know the difference between the two and, like, who I need and when. Mm-hmm. Because depending on the issue, if I go to therapy... And I, if I go to therapy and in reality, like I need to replace my ACL. Okay. Maybe I need the uh, therapy and the ACL yeah, surgery, yeah. right? You get what I'm saying? But my point is, it's the same thing too. It's like, I need to know what I actually have. I need to know who I am. And yeah, again, therapy isn't going to just work for, for mm-hmm. everybody that has a physical thing going on right. you know especially if they have an injury or again there's a physical structure hardware problem that we have mm-hmm. to work on within the body right that is a different thing or also too we're developing like you know again we're going we're going the difference of uh, what's going on like literally like in their body like it could mm-hmm. even be a cns thing right like a cns thing we're working on coordination sequencing like all these other things that's like That's not just the therapy thing. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? But there is a time and there's plenty of times where I play therapist and then the best coaches, right? I think also like with doctors, right? The more holistic doctors are not the ones that just want to cut everybody open. Mm -hmm. But understanding can go one, outsource you out to somebody that is really good at that. Or two, they do have that background in that and would be like, oh yeah, I would go with this. Yeah right?
1: Yeah. I know. I I think too, just literally just going from my experience on getting surgery, right? Having two different doctors that I've had surgery under. It's like, I look at one and just how calming he was and was like, oh, we're going to have you in and out 30 minutes. No problem. Yada, 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 this, that. And then the other one was like the complete opposite to me. And I was like, I could tell you which one I'd prefer, (laughs) you know, when I'm about to go under, like, like I loved feeling comforted. And the other one was like, you know, like might work, might not work. It's yeah. pretty risky. It, also, and it like,
0: also depends on the surgery too, what? right? Yeah. Because right. the surgeon's got to be straight be up with you. Yeah. Surgeon's got to be straight up with you too. Cause you could be doing a really easy surgery. That's mm. like, yeah, you're going to be in and out 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And the other surgeon might be like, yo, I'm going to be real with you. Like this is a tough, this is a tough mm. surgery. I'm gonna do the best I can. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm one of the best in the world that does this. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like we're going to, we're going to go after it. Um. But yeah, that, That's also because we do that with hitters, right? Like, you know, again, for example, especially in short periods of time Mm -hmm. and what they're asking to do, it's like, look, I'm one of the best in the world at this and I'm going to do everything I can. And also too, I'll tap in other surgeons and other people when, if I need help. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, like this is risky. Like, and I've done that, you know, I've done that with pro guys where I've told them like, Hey, what we're about to do is really, do you understand what we're about to do? Like I need their consent, right? (laughs) Like, like I'm like, Hey, we're about to perform. Like I'm not prescribing you some pills. Like we're about to go underneath surgery. And if I change these major things in your swing, these are the bad results. These things could happen. Right. Right. And then, a lot of times when I'm having that conversation, though, it's already that bad. And then they're yeah. going, they're going like, bro, the it ain't getting like, yeah. it's already bad. Right. That's why I'm here and ready to perform surgery. And yeah. I'm like, okay, as long as we're on the same page, we understand yeah. where we're at. Like, let's rock. Yeah. I think you about know?
1: that too, just like from being around those situations, it's like, you know, I'm at this age. I've been in the, this for this many yep. years, like I'm yep. here because I need, sur- like, I've tried taking pills <laughs> for, yep. for this long. Like I actually need the surgery now. Like for sure, I tried therapy, like tried this right. awesome. Yeah. Right? This is I why I came to
0: here for, to you. Cause I already expected to yeah. do this. Yeah. Right.
1: And it's like, there's, and there's that, like you said, like that consent where it's like, you do understand what this is about to, you know, entail. Right. And then, you know, being understandable with that is like, you know, Hey, season is about to start maybe we could wait for surgery in three months when your season's done. But for the time being, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, stabilize this. We're going to get stronger here. We're going to do X, you know, all of this to make it manageable and get through the season well enough. And then we're going to perform, perform surgery after the season, right? Um, where it's like, you know, there, there's, some, there's some stuff here that we can work with. It's good enough. You can go compete at this level. And then like to get to where you say you want to go at the next level, we're going to need to do some bigger Moves, but yeah. you know, I think a lot of that too is just like you know, perspective, context, understanding. But I think it's really important going into season. Is I think a lot of times we lose perspective because we get emotional about season mm-hmm. starting, and it's like yeah, because it means you more. Know, one. You didn't do anything all off season, and then all of a sudden you want to go over an overhaul because you're over for twenty. Like yeah, 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 okay, like yeah, that's <laughs> bad too. But then there's yep. also like you know you spend all this time you know working in the off season, and then you go over for ten. It's like it's also not the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you did put in a lot of work, right? And you know hopefully working on a lot of the right stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and so you know I just think it's a it's a a big time of year. Uh, You know every level essentially to some capacity is ramping it up to that point. Um, and then also to just understand like where you're at in that, that journey, uh, you know, did you spend a lot of time on your swing? Did you not, you know, is it too late? Is it too, like, is it early enough to do an overhaul? All that type of stuff. Um, and I just think too, like the, I think the relationship and conversation side of things is really important going into this time of year, uh, for a lot of them to understand like, Hey, this is what you're good at this is what you're struggling with still like and it's okay or you know maybe this is a good year to you know take a gap year or red shirt because you know x y and z happened or you do need to perform surgery like physically actually need it or you know mm. you're a freshman and like it's not that important that you play as a freshman in college like maybe mm. you can red shirt and so i just think there's a lot of context that goes with that and i know you've had a lot of experience with a lot of different levels going up and like i'm learning too with some of that having like 10 year olds all the way up to you know, some minor league guys, like mm. it's just super interesting, the different mindsets and the different times of year and, uh, you know, managing that if you will. So, um, yeah. I just think it's a, you know, big time of year and it's a fun topic. So, yeah. But, Tank,
0: Tank over there is getting a deep snow. He said we're not right? interesting enough. That guy is over there straight snoring off the couch. <laughs> the like, neck, yeah. The yeah neck his neck. whole body's gone. <laughs> Those <laughs> neck rolls are hilarious. Classic. All right. Let, let me, uh, pray us out and we'll wrap it up uh father god we're just so thankful that we get to enter um into a new season god let this uh, season teach us things that we've never learned before god we just ask that you bless um all the players around the world and that you continue to uh just guide them and, and use this as a bridge to bring them closer to you god and that you just uh continue to help us uh, surrender and um lean into your will for our lives god and, and Um, We just ask all of these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 (laughs) That boy over there. He's praying too. (laughs) He's snoring. He's talking to the Lord while he's sleeping. (laughs) Well, until next time, Farm System out.